All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is March 31st, 2022 and 165. If you're if you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about the last days. And I can remember I've told this numerous times on the live stream when I was a kid, my parents, you know, the church I went to that would say we're living in the last days. And I would get so terrified because I literally thought that we they, they were talking about days. You know, it could be two, three days from now. And what's crazy about that is it very well could be in two days or in three days. But I thank God for the little bit of understanding that I do have now. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, sir. Mr. Melvin, my right-hand man. Well, he's on my left hand today, <laughs> but... Um, I do want to go into a word of prayer before we get the study kicked off tonight. Gracious Lord, thank you for being such a mighty God, such an awesome, a loving, a kind, a forgiving God, Lord, a God who just continues to look out for us uh, in ways that we don't understand. Uh, sometimes we, we feel like things should be different, but you know exactly what's best for us. And so, Lord, continue to help us to accept your will, accept your way, accept everything that you are calling for in our lives. And so, Lord, we're praying for our family members, our loved ones, um, all of those in the body of Christ, as well as even the unsaved, Lord. We're praying that someone would be saved tonight, Lord, that someone be, would be saved tomorrow and the next day. Lord, we just want to see uh, everyone saved. We know it won't happen, Lord, but we're praying uh, that those that we encounter, those that we contact, Lord, that they would have a desire to be saved. And so, Lord, uh, we're praying for this Bible study tonight, Lord, that your word would go forth and none of our words, any of us, none of our words would go forth, only yours, because we understand it's, it, it is only your word that matters. And so, Lord, we're praying uh, that no matter what happens to us in this life, Lord, that we would continue to remember there's still a reason to have joy. And so help us, Lord, on this journey, and we'll continue to honor you, continue to praise you, and continue to tell the whole world about you. In your holy name, Jesus, amen. Amen. So we're talking about the last days. And I wanted, a lot of times, God allows me to see things. Um, and as a result of some of those things that I see, uh, God just kind of has, he'll place that topic on my heart. Uh, and so this is one of the things that God has put in my mind because I see how God's people, you know, people who believe that God is real, people who believe that Jesus died on the cross, I see a lot of those people. We're still ignoring the plan of salvation set by God himself, the one we believe in, you know, and we have so much time for everything else in the world. We have so much time, so much energy, so much dedication, 
for all of those other things, things to distract us, as we talked about, I believe, last week. We have so much time, but when it comes to God, we're tired, we're sleepy, we're, we're, we're just, we're not feeling well. When it comes time for God, we're not even attentive. We're not taking heed to his word. And so this, this topic was on my mind because I understand we're living in the last days. Now, I'm not telling you the, uh, the world is going to end next month. I don't know. But what I do know is whether the world ends next month or not, a lot of people are going to leave this world and die between now and next month. And I could be one of them. That's the harsh reality. We're living in the last days. We're, we're, people think, well, the rapture's not going to take place. Jesus isn't going to come back for another however many years. Yeah, but you, you could very well die before. It's coming. These are your last days, whether you see that or not. I, I've seen people leave. And they've made so many plans. They've, they've started working on so many things. And the same thing will very well happen to me. Most likely, it's going to happen to me. I'll be having plans. You know, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do this. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do that. And God said, no, you won't. Because these are your last days. And so I want you to think about that. See, sometimes God wants to put us in a different state of mind because there are problems that we have, things we're going through, things that uh, frustrate us, upset us, or even make us sad. There are things that happen to us. And you know, if God changes your situation, your perspective will change. There are some things that we do not like, we despise. Uh, I believe we talked about that earlier this week. You know, or I think I preached about this recently. God, we will wake up and it's raining outside. And we say, oh, it's bad weather today. And we'll feel down and, oh, I'm depressed and sad and whatever. And, you know, suppose we get tornadoes like we did uh, yesterday. Suppose. Uh, some weather comes through, knocks a tree on your home or on your car. No, you'll really be sad then. And so if you just get rain, you'll be thanking God. Well, thank God all it is is rain. I thank God we just got rain because the last time my car was damaged. See, God's trying to change our perspective of things. And he's trying to get us to appreciate what he has given. And so if we continue to mope around and be sad or frustrated about something that God has allowed to happen, you know, I, I feel that God is going to say, you know what? I'll allow something even worse to happen. And you'll be begging God, God, just bring me back that other thing. I, I just want that other thing again. I know I was complaining. I know I was saying this, that, and the other. But that other thing really wasn't so bad like I thought it was. It really wasn't that bad now. See, God does things to change your attitude. 
because his people, we're still having the wrong attitude about things. We can't see things the way God wants us to see. He said having eyes, but they can't see. He said having ears, but they can't hear. You know, I've I've got to deviate. I've got to deviate. And I I didn't plan to go here, but I have to go here now because I feel drawn to this. Go to the book of 1 Corinthians because I want you to, I want you to appreciate what you have right now because we're living in the last days. The Bible tells us the Lord giveth, and you know what else he does? We all want God to give, but good God Almighty, he'll take it away from you too. And when he takes it away, you say, God, I remember the good times. I remember, God, I I used to complain about this, God, but if I could just have one more time. See, you know, sometimes... Good God Almighty. Sometimes I might get upset with my wife. It might be something she does. It might annoy me. But, you know, as God began to deal with me at times, I said, you know, what would happen if my wife were no longer here? You know what I'd be telling God? My God, just one more day I wish she could annoy me, God. One more day I wish I could hear her nag on me about something. One more day. God, just one more time. So I say, you know, I need to fix my attitude now. So don't wait too late. I'm saying all this to say, don't wait too late to correct yourself. See, sometimes we're too proud. We're not humble enough to correct ourselves. We'll know we're wrong. We're not paying attention and recognize, brother, sister, you're in the last days. God is giving you time right now. You think God is giving you time to make $100,000. That's what you think God is giving you time for. But he's giving you time to fix your heart because it's not right. The scripture says only the pure heart. Let's get this verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, only the pure heart shall see God. And so I want to read here, and I don't know how long we'll stay here, but Let's pick up verse 6 here. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 6. And right before we get to the reading, we have a few comments uh, from Chris. He says, um, what's up, brothers? His comment went away, but I think it said, what's up, brothers? Sending love y'all's way. Thank you for tuning in. I see Kiara tagging a couple of people. Thank you for sharing and tuning in. And Chelsea says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you too. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for the comments so far. Mm -hmm. So continuing with the reading of the scriptures, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 6. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. God has shown us things throughout scripture and and throughout our lives to let us know don't fall into the same mistakes that other people have made. You know, when I see someone's mistake, I say, all right, I need to watch out for that. I don't want that same thing to happen to me. And so some, someone out there is waiting too late to get themselves right with God. These are your last days. These are your last days. Now, I don't know if it's going to be next week or next month or next year or in the next 10 years. But these are your last days. Drop down for me because I want to get to something. We got to change our perspective in these days that we have. 
and recognize we have a lot to be thankful for. I, you know, there are people don't have a place to stay. And the little place that we have, we're not thankful to God about it. We're not thankful. We say, oh, this ain't, man, I'm sick of this place. You know, it, it's got this problem. It leaks. It, it, it's got that problem. It's too small. We don't have nowhere to keep this. We don't have the garage we like we need. We got all kind of issues. Man, I wish it wasn't like this. And, you know, God is just wondering, at what point will you say, Lord, I thank you for this? Because I guarantee you, if you become homeless, if you get kicked out of your place, if uh, I heard um, even today, there's many people that had a home yesterday and the winds have blown trees down and destroyed their home. They can't sleep there. And you know, no matter what they felt about that place, I guarantee you, they're saying, man, I still wish it were here. I wish it were here. And so is it going to take something like that to happen to you for you to change your perspective in these last days? What's it going to take? God is trying to wake us up. This is what's been on my heart. He's trying to wake us up. And we're still, we're still doing this thing, complaining, upset. Let, let's, let's read here. Let's pick, up verse, let's pick up verse 9 before we get to uh, the verse I really want to get to. Let's, let's look at verse 9. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. Don't play with God. Sometimes we get foolish. We talk crazy. Well, God ain't never did nothing for me. Well, if he loved me, he wouldn't have did. Be careful now. Be careful. Don't try to get too puffed up because some people have made this mistake and it has cost them. Look at the next verse. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, mm -hmm. and were destroyed of the destroyer. See, we're in the last days now. When you don't have much time left, you got to get this thing right. Now, if we were in the beginning, I might say, look, you got, you got a little time on your hands. You can mess up. You can mess around, do whatever you want because you got time. But that's not the hour that we're living in. You are in the last days. And God is still trying to wake you up. You're in the last days. You can be in the best health, but God will still say, you know, that's it. That's enough time for you. We're in the last day, and yet we're complaining, murmuring. And he said, you know what? They were destroyed. You don't want God to destroy you because you will not be thankful. We're in the last days, and as you look around, just look at the unthankfulness in the world. Look at the unthankfulness. Look at the unthankfulness. I, I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. No one. He told us to be content. You cannot be content and thankful. It, it, it doesn't seem to work together to me. Because if you're thankful, you say, Lord, I thank you for this one-bedroom place, this one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, sure, I would like something better. 
But Lord, if this is what, if it just ends here, Lord, I say thank, I thank you for it. I appreciate you for this, Lord. At least I'm not living out on the streets. But we say, Lord, you got to do better than this, Lord. This can't be it, God, because this place is raggedy. We're just not thankful. We're not thankful for the little car, the bicycle, whatever it is. And here, here, here we are. Some people are struggling to breathe. They're saying, Lord, if I could just breathe without assistance, they'd be thankful to God for that. And we can breathe on our own, eat on our own, move around on our own, and still not thankful. We're living in the last days. Do not get destroyed by the destroyer. So I want you to recognize what time we're in. I just sit back and I analyze how we are responding to God. Let's move. We got to move. Let's go back to where we first started. Let's go back to where we first started. 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're living in the last days. Let's pick up verse 1 here. Uh, really quickly, Jeremy says, Good evening. Good to be in here and miss Monday. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we understand that things come up all the time. Uh, Casey says, Praise the Lord, brothers. Praise the Lord to you as Praise well. Thank you for tuning in. And David says, My worst day living for the Lord is much better than all of the other days that I lived without him. And that is definitely true there. It's always better to have... God and live for him. And Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord, Minister Banks and Bro Melvin. Praise the Lord to all of you guys. Thank each and every single one of you for all of the comments. Uh, we love the interaction. Um, so 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now you know a lot of things. You're smart and you're wise. He said, I need you to know this also. There's some dangerous times coming. Dangerous times. In the last days, they're going, they are going to be dangerous times. Let's see how you can tell you're in the last days. Now, we sort of talked about something similar uh, a few weeks back. But let's see what happened here. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Now, ask yourself, isn't this what people promote? They say, you just need some self-love. You need some self-care. You need to take care of yourself. They don't tell you to go and help somebody else. Just worry about you. It's all about you. We're in the last days. Just, just do you. It's all about you. You are the only one that matters. We're lovers of our own selves. Go ahead. Covetous. We want everything. We, we good God of mine, we talked about this. Lust. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eye. We want everything. We even want bragging right, pride of life. We want somebody to talk about, wow, how good of a job Tony did. We want this. We desire things that we shouldn't. We're in the last days. Let's read. Boasters, mm -hmm. proud, mm -hmm. blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Unthankful. This is what's on my heart. 
We're in the last day. God is looking. He said, look, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith? Is he going to find just one who's thankful? Just one person that said, God, the things that have happened in my life, some of the stuff, if I had my way, it wouldn't have happened that way. But God, I just want to say thank you because you have still been good to me. Can somebody declare that? So can somebody say, despite whatever bad has happened in your life, you're still thankful to God? You still love him. You, you believe he's doing what needs to be done. Not what you want to be done all the time, but what needs to be done to help you. The scripture tells us all things work together for the good. If you love them now, if you don't love them, it's not working out for the good. Because everything that happens, you think is bad. We're in the last days. And God is trying to raise a people up who are thankful. Uh, people who are holy. But now we're going to get to something here. Let, let's keep reading. Unholy. Mm -hmm. Without natural affection. Don't care about anything or anyone. Natural affection. Nothing that happens even affects you. You could care. You could not care any less. You see someone lose their home to the storm. You don't care. You say, whatever. That's them. They should have had insurance. You know, we, we, we come up with this type of stuff. Well, they should have had. <laughs> we're, we are not in the will of God, and we don't even see it. We're in the last days. Let's read here. Truce breakers. Now, you know people will break their promise to you. They say, yeah. They say, yeah, I do this, I do that. They don't even intend to do it. They're just telling you something. People say, just tell them a little white lie. Break their truce. Go ahead. False accusers, mm -hmm. incontinent, mm -hmm. fierce, mm -hmm. despisers of those that are good. Now we know. <laughs> Somebody say, you're a goody two-shoes. <laughs> uh, and they have on two-shoes also. <laughs> but despisers of those that are good. People hate when you try to do the right thing. They say, oh, they always want to follow the rules. They don't want to break the rules. We're in the last days. We know people feel this way. If you're, you're trying to follow God and somebody's upset, we're in the last days. Go ahead. Traitors. Mm -hmm. Heady. Mm -hmm. High-minded. High-minded. We're high and mighty, high and lifted up, heady. We've got the big head. Go ahead. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. We are far more willing to do what we enjoy, even if we find God doesn't want you to do that. We say, well, this is what I love. Well, this is what I want to do. We're living in the last days. Let's read having a form of godliness, mm -hmm. but denying the power thereof. This is what I want to get to. Now, I wanted to hit all those other things. But this is the problem that we face in the last days. 
we have a form of godliness. We're saying, yeah, we're church people. We love God. We're Christians. But you're denying the true power of God. You're denying the Holy Ghost. You're denying it. The things that God tells you to do, you deny it. All while saying you're a follower of God. You know, talking to people, if you begin to ask people questions about what they believe in, people will get upset with you. (laughs) I've had people upset with me. People get mad at you, talk about you, hang up the phone on you, (laughs) run you out of time. People will do these things now. Having a form of godliness. People don't even want to be asked about what it is that they believe in. That tells me you have a form of godliness. If if you want to know about something that I'm believing in, you can ask me. Now, you can ask me. I won't get mad at you for asking me about what I believe in. We're living in the last day. You You need to be finding out what to believe in before it's too late. So many people are dying, and they don't know what to believe. Don't let it happen to you. He said these things were written for our examples, so you don't fall into the same trap that they did. And so we're having people who have a form of godliness, not true godliness. They just look like they're godly. They appear to be saved. And yet denying the power, the scripture tells us, Jesus told his disciples, he said, ye shall have power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. We need the power of God to live a true Christian life. We need the power of God to learn to be thankful. See, God has to open your eyes to situations. He has to open your mind and show you to be thankful. Because if he doesn't tell us, we wouldn't do it. If God doesn't open our eyes to something, we'll never see it. I don't care how much common sense we say we have. It doesn't matter. God still has to open our eyes. And he does that through the Holy Ghost. And so that's what you need in these last days. You need the power of God. Don't continue denying God's power. How do you do that? See, I know when people hear denying the power, when people think about denying God, we just think we're talking about believing God. Do you believe God? Yes. Somebody say, well, I didn't deny him. No, you you do deny God. When he tells you to believe something, yet... You say, no, I don't believe that. I believe in God, but I don't believe in that. That's denying God. If it's in the scripture and you say you don't believe it, you deny God. That's denying him. Because all of the scripture was inspired by God. All. This is the word of God. So don't deny him in your last days because 
today, this might be your last opportunity to get right with God. Don't wait till next week, till next month, till next year. You don't know if you're going to make it there. And if you try to outsmart God, you won't make it there. We're talking about the last day, denying the power of God. Be careful. Be careful not to deny the power of God. I want to show you what will happen to you when you do this. Drop down to verse 7 for me, Mel. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. If you deny the true words of God, you can learn all you want to learn. You can go to school. You can study theology. You can study the Bible. You can go to church every week. If you're denying the words that God said, you you will continue learning, and yet you will never, never have the truth. How can you be saved that way? How can you be saved? People are thinking, well, because I was learning something in the Bible, I learned the truth. He said you can be ever learning. (coughs) Excuse me. You can be ever learning. And never come to the knowledge of the truth. Never. He said never. Somebody somebody say never say never. He said you'll never get to the knowledge of the truth. (coughs) You will never come to the knowledge of the truth. So, (coughs) excuse me. We're living in the last days. And I just want you to understand that. And I want you to have a sense of urgency. When you know you're running out of time, (coughs) when you're running out of time, you have a sense of urgency that you didn't have when you felt you had a lot of time. And so if you really understood what it means when we talk about the last days, You'd get up. You'd want, you'd ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Let's go and pick that up. Because we're dealing with the last days. In the book of Acts, chapter 2. See, we need to know what do we need to do to be saved. Acts chapter 2. And let's pick up verse 37. <coughs> now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, What shall we do? We're living in the last days. What do we need to do? We've had a form of godliness, but it wasn't the true God. (coughs) How many people do we know? Hypocritical. Pretending to live a life and that they're saved. Yet, it's all for a show. It's a form of godliness. But they don't have the true power. They're denying the power. They're denying the power of God in their lives. God can truly transform your life. You know, there are people who are depressed. You don't have to stay depressed. God can transform your life if you don't deny his power. People who are addicted to things, you don't have to stay in that condition. I don't care about the science behind it. Well, the science says I have to be... 
No, you don't. You don't have to stay in that condition because God created your body. God is above science. He created these things. He's in charge. And so you don't have to stay addicted to something, something you struggle with. You don't have to continue struggling with these addictions. You know, I, I listened to, um, I believe it was my pastor. He talked about how he didn't even have the Holy Ghost yet, but he got baptized in the name of Jesus. See, it's something about doing what God tells you to do. He said he talked about how he smoked cigarettes every day, all the time. But he said, you know, I got baptized in Jesus' name, and God took the taste out of my mouth instantly. It's something about obeying God, not the form. Get the real thing. You get the real thing. God will change your life. God will change you. I believe another person, <clears throat> they had a problem with drinking. They just couldn't stop it. And they had tried whatever they could. They said, you know, I'm going to try the name of Jesus. There's power in them. There's power in the name of Jesus. He said, you know, I'm just going to pray in the name of Jesus. He said, overnight, the person never drank again. That, that taste went out of their mouth. Well, I, I take that back. I don't know if they ever drank again or not. I don't want to say something I don't know. But I know God took that taste out of their mouth. They stopped drinking. Now, I can't tell you if they went back. I, I don't know. And I don't like to say stuff I don't know. But I know that taste left their mouth. They no longer had that urge. I got to have something. They, that urge was gone. There's power in God when you get the true God now. I can tell you about myself. Now, I can't speak on me. I don't know everything about everyone else. But I can tell you, I say, you know, I'm going to listen to God. I hadn't drank in God knows when. Been years upon years. I believe it was what, 2016. Because of the power of God, I don't crave it. I don't, it doesn't affect me. You can show me all day. This is the power of God. So if you feel you're in a condition and you think you are bound, God will free you. But you can't deny his power. Don't deny him. And so, here we find these people ask, what do we need to do to have that true godliness? Not the form of godliness, but we want to be truly saved. Let's see what Peter said. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is, this is what we must do. Repent. That means have a change of heart. You know, we, we want everybody to repent to us. Say they're sorry, feel bad, whatever. But we're not sorry for the wrongs we've committed, the crimes we've committed, the transgressions of God's laws we've committed. We're living in the last days, though. You're running out of time to get this thing right. As I try to talk to people all day long about God, I see every time people aren't concerned with it. People don't care about it. 
I had one person tell me, they said, well, Tony, I'm not that deep. <laughs> I asked some pretty simple questions. If you're going to church your whole life, you should know something. I don't expect you to be a Bible scholar. God knows I don't. I don't expect you to know every answer, but you should know something. We're living in the last days. You know, if I went to college for four years, five years, then went back and got a degree, they said, Tony, what did you learn? Can you tell us anything? I go to college for uh, biology. They said, Tony, can you tell me about the cell? I said, well, I, I don't really know nothing about the cell, man. Hold on now. I'm not a... <laughs> I should know something, some basic things I should know. Some basic things I should know. If I get an electrical degree and learn to run electricity, somebody ought to be able to ask me some type of question about this. And I know some answer. Of course, I won't know every answer. But I should be able to tell them something. How can I be a bricklayer? And I don't even, I don't know nothing about a brick. I don't know how they get it to stick together. I said, yeah, I went to, I, I've been laying bricks all my life. They said, well, how do you lay it? Well, not really sure. Well, but brother, something's wrong here. We're continuing to go to church. We're not listening. We're getting in there, playing on our phones, playing with kids, sleep. That's the time we use to catch up on our sleep. And not paying attention to the fact that we're in the last days. And we still don't know what it truly means to be saved. We still don't know. All we know is believe in God, believe in Jesus. That's good. But what does Jesus believe in? Do you know what he believes in? We don't even know. And when I began to ask, well, what does he believe in? You say, well, you're getting too deep now. Well, you just said you believe in him. Well, that's too deep for me. <laughs> you're living in the last days. It's time to find out. We find out everything else. You know, recently, <laughs> recently, and I didn't even know this, uh, until not long ago, but when it happened, I had went a long time and didn't even know it happened. But people were talking about uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. You know, we did some research into that. Somebody said, well, why did he slap him? You don't respond. Now, that's, now that's, now that's too deep for me. Now, I don't know all those. No, you go and research. You say, I want to go find the video. You go and look it up. You talk to your friends about it. You talk to your family, your coworkers. You're doing research. But when it comes to God, you say, well, no, nah, I don't get that deep. I, I, you don't want to get deep. That's the problem. That's the issue. You don't want to know. We're living in the last days. God wants you to know something about him. People say, well, it's all about my personal relationship. You're right. It is about your relationship with God. But now, when you get in a relationship with a person, you know a lot about them. If a man gets in a relationship with a woman, let's say a man marries a woman, he starts learning more and more about this woman every day, every week. He can tell you her favorite color, what she liked to watch on TV, 
what she like to eat. He can tell you these things. But when it comes to God, <laughs> if I ask you what his, what his favorite color is now, he, <laughs> I'm using that as a hypothetical question now. But I'm saying some basic things about God you should know. You say, well, I don't get that deep. Well, I, I don't get that deep. What's the problem here? Why are you so deep with your spouse then? What's the problem? We're living in the last days. God is giving us an opportunity to be saved, and we're turning down the offer. But we can watch all the memes. <laughs> I listened to a man talk about how he looked at so many different memes of the same, that, that same uh, uh, Chris Rock incident, Will Smith incident. So yeah, I looked at all kinds of memes. I was just looking at memes, scrolling. But when it comes to God, you have a hard time looking at all types of scriptures. You have a hard time doing it. You have a real hard time not knowing you're in the last days. You don't have much time to get this thing right. So we're told we need to repent. That's having a change of heart. We need to be baptized. In the name of Jesus now, you need to get baptized in Jesus' name. And if you're not sure if you were baptized in Jesus' name, you need to go back and do it again. If you're not sure, if you say, well, I don't even know how they baptized me. Yeah, they, somebody's just going to say, yeah, I know they baptized me, right? You don't even know how they baptized you. This is what I mean. The devil is tricking us. We're in the last days. Repent. Get baptized in the name of Jesus. The scripture tells us this. If you tell me you don't have to get baptized, you just deny the scripture. That's what, that's what you did. I didn't have to, uh, I'm not, I don't have to interpret it. They said, men, go back and read 37 again, Mary. Let's read 37 again. Now, when they heard this, <clears throat> now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? What do we need to do? So he told them, look, get baptized. You need to repent. You need to change. So if somebody's telling you, well, God's just going to take you how you are. You don't have to change nothing about you. Form of godliness. You're going in the wrong direction. These are the last days. Somebody's lying to you. If somebody's telling you, well, you don't have to be baptized, that ain't what the scripture just said. So am I going to believe Brother Joe, Father Joe, whatever we call him, the priest, the bishop, the grandmama? No. I'm going to believe what's in the scripture. I want to be saved. We're in the last days. You don't have time to just waste. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And then he said you need to receive the Holy Ghost. Don't deny the power of God. This is going to help you. You know, there are things in the world that are to help us, and we'll deny them. I remember, uh, I believe it was 
maybe a year or so ago, I remember they said, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do you a free colonoscopy. I said, no way. No way I'm doing that. But you know, that was to help me. We'll deny the very things that will benefit us. We'll deny things. Especially as it pertains to God, we'll deny exactly what will help us. We say, I I just don't want to do it. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power. People are rejecting the power of God, all while saying they want God in their lives. How can you if you reject his power? You know, I've known people to receive the Holy Ghost now. They have already received the Holy Ghost, yet they still turn around and deny that they received it. We're denying the power of God. Somebody will speak in tongues and say, well, eh, maybe I didn't. You know, the devil is, he's, he's tricky. He is deceptive. Somebody will go into the situation knowing the scripture declares I'm going to speak in tongues and God will allow them to do it for an extended period of time now, not just a two-second thing, an extended period of time. And you know, they'll come out saying, well, I didn't. Maybe I didn't. You know why? Because they're denying the power of God. They don't, sometimes we don't want things to be true. And we make them not true in our lives. Will you believe what God says in these last days? Will you believe what he said? He said you need to repent. You need to change. You can't keep doing what you've been doing. That's what God says. You got to change. Not because Tony says so. Not because what Tony wants to judge me. No, it has nothing to do with that. I want you to follow what God said. We're in the last days. You know, when God starts putting these things on my mind, it's because he's going to do something. When God, I've noticed when God starts making me feel a certain way, and then he starts making other preachers feel that way, he's trying to tell a message to the people. He's going to do something. Something is going to happen to shake us up. And just like people say when they uh, play hide and seek, they say, ready or not, here I come. See, God is giving us the warning. And because you neglect it, because you don't want to hear it, because you deny the power, he said, you know what then? Ready or not, here I come. Don't deny the power of God in the last days. Don't deny his power. Don't deny the life that God is telling you to live. So as I said, when we open this up, tonight is going to be someone's last time. This is the last day for someone. Tomorrow might be the last day for someone else. Use this to help you understand. It doesn't matter how fit you are. People think it's all about exercise. I like to exercise. Don't get me wrong. But it's not about how fit you are. 
There's plenty of fit people leaving here. This is about, are you right with God? So we gotta, we gotta take this serious. Let's be thankful. Let's rejoice and enjoy the time that God has given us. Continue to give him praise, honor, and glory for what he did in our lives. You know, uh, talking to, I was talking to someone, and we were talking about riches. You know, especially us living in the U.S. Now, and there's other countries as well, don't get me wrong. But we have so much technology, so many advancements. You know, we're already ha- we already have riches. See, we think about, well, I'm not rich. Because we're thinking about it from the standpoint of, well, I don't have Bill Gates type money. Or uh, the Bezos guy, I forgot his name. Is it Jeff? He said, yeah, we said, I don't have the, that type of money. I don't own a company like Amazon. I don't own planes and private jets. We said, well, I don't have that much money. And so we trick ourselves into thinking we don't have any riches. But you know what you do have when you go home? You got a door that's locked. You got two locks on your door. Deadbolt. You got another lock. You walk inside the house, you flip a light switch. You, you don't even recognize all the riches you have because you're so used to them. And here other people are, if there's no light outside, their house isn't lit. They have to light a candle. There's people even now, after this, uh, after the storms that have came, they have no power. You know, it's miserable to not have any power. You try not having power for a week or a month or for the whole year. There's people with no power every year. Because they don't have the technology we have. Suppose, you know, the next time your lights go out, the next time, now I hope it don't happen for you, but chances are the electricity goes out from time to time. The next time it goes out, suppose it stays out for a whole year. I guarantee you when they finally come back on 366 days later, You say, my God, this feels amazing. You know, I I do have riches. I I do have something to be thankful about. See, when things start getting taken from us, you find yourself being thankful then. We got to wake up and recognize this now. We're, We're driving around in cars. Sometimes our AC might go out. And we have to let the windows down the old fashioned way. But, you know, can you say, Lord, I thank you, I can still ride? Because I see all the time, somebody's car broke down on the side of the road. It's happened to me before. You're driving somewhere, and your car breaks down. Now you got to get it towed. Now you got to get somebody to fix it. But before, you know, suppose you leave your car on the street. Somebody's going to cut off your catalytic converter, bust your windows. People do this now. I knew a person, person told me, look, they busted all the windows out. Man, car just on the side of the road. They busted the man's windows. He said the car was total. They did so much damage, the car was just total. 
They said, just don't even worry about using the car no more. We're living in the last days. But you say, God, I, I give anything to have my little car with no AC back. It's better than the car not working at all. But we don't see it because we're looking at Jeff Bezos. We said, wow, he got the Tesla car. That thing, not, it got the big screen in there. We said, well, my car don't have no screen like that. And then we become so incontent because the car don't have the screen we want or it doesn't have the rims that look as good or the tint isn't as good. on. We say, oh, that tint is ugly. We find all kind of reasons to say, well, we just cannot be thankful to save our lives. God says, you know what? I'll give you something. And you'll be thankful then. You'll be saying, Lord, I repent for those times I complained about this. Lord, I, I shouldn't have complained. I shouldn't have murmured. Because you truly have blessed me. And so that's what I want you to see tonight. The blessings of God that we have. We've got running water. People are walking miles in places just to get water from a well or from a river. Then they have to go and heat it up and purify it. We can drink the water straight from the sink. And if we're not doing that, we go straight to Walmart and buy a whole case, 40, uh, 35 bottles of water. Look at the blessings that God has blessed us with. If you get hungry, you say, you know what? I'm going to call up to Pizza Hut, place me in order. Somebody said, I'm going to call to the Mexican restaurant, <laughs> to the Thai food restaurant. We, we have options. Our bank account, we got a few hundred dollars in there. We said, well, I can eat me a steak tonight. I can eat good tonight. Oh, it's my birthday. I can eat what I want. Some people don't have these luxuries. They don't have these luxuries. And here we are saying we don't have any riches. We're thinking we're not rich. You are. Maybe not Jeff Bezos rich, but you're rich. Because you got the same, the same necessities he's got. You got a vehicle. And you're probably working a job. You got the same stuff. You have access to the same stuff. Maybe not as much as him now. I get it. But I've got the same thing that man has. I got a car that gets me from point A to point B. Mine might break down sometime, but I thank God for it. I thank God. I thank God for what he's given me. So this is what he's calling for in these last days. Somebody to give him glory for what he's did for us. Somebody to not deny his power, to not deny how good he's been. Not deny the Holy Ghost. Not deny getting baptized in his name. Not denying living a holy life. God wants you to live holy. He doesn't want you living like you've always lived and saying you're a child of God. Because if I were on here talking like some of us talk, you say, man, why am I listening to this guy? I thought he was a preacher. That's what you say about me. But you know, I can say that same thing about you. You know, 
why is she talking like that? I thought she was a child of God. Why is he acting this way? I thought he was saved. You know, I can say the same thing. So we got to start holding ourselves to the standard that God set. We're in the last days. This is the last days. So this is not a warning from Tony, a warning from God. You're in the last days. This is the warning from God. And so it's up to you what you decide. But I will tell you, if you make the wrong decision, you suffer the consequences. If you make the right decision, you'll suffer the consequences for whatever your decision is. I hope and pray you make the right decision because I want to see you prosper. I want to see you succeed. I want you to be saved. That's why I do this. I hadn't been paid a dime yet, but I want you to be saved. So at this time, I thank God for you. I hope and pray that you will wake up and see we're in the last days. We're in the last day. I don't care if you go <laughs> to the science book and they say, well, the sun has another <laughs> million years before it explodes and everything dies. I don't care what they tell you. Friend, you're not going to live a million years. You're going to be gone well before that. You're in your last days right now. Every day you're getting closer and closer to meeting God. And what are you going to say when you stand before him? He's, he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant to you. Or he'll say, depart from me because you're still in sin. You know, I want to say one last thing. I'm over time, but I want to say one last thing. Don't let anyone fool you that sin does not matter. Don't let no one fool you now. See, I do, I, I talk to, I, I try to talk to a lot of people because I want people to think about what it is they believe. And so I listen to people talk about some sins aren't that harmful. They say it's called mortal sin versus venial sin. They say some sins are very bad, such as murder, but other sins, such as lying, aren't that bad. And I guess that's why we get people tell you uh, to tell someone else a little white lie. But you know, friend, that little white lie is going to take you to hell. You're going to go to hell for it. I want you to know that. Let's get the book of Revelation before we get out of here. Because... I know what somebody's the preacher's telling you, the priest is telling you, but I want to tell you the truth. I don't want you to keep learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Pick up the book of Revelation, chapter 21. Revelation 21 and verse 8. Because somebody says, these things don't harm you very much. Pick up, pick up verse 8 here. But the fearful mm -hmm. and unbelieving and the abominable, mm -hmm. and murderers. People who won't listen to what God says, fearful, unbelieving, people who just won't listen to what God says. Uh-huh. And whoremongers. Now, we know we have a lot of this going on. 
We with one person this week, somebody else next week. Knowing we're not married, Jesus told that to the woman who he met at the well. He said, look, the person you with now, you're not married. You, you said that right. Whoremonger. Sleeping around. Fornication. We're living in the last days. You won't be saved in this condition. That's what he said. He named the whoremongers. Go ahead. And sorcerers mm -hmm. and idolaters mm -hmm. and all liars. All the liars. Not, not the people who told the little white lies are going to be saved. No, he said all of them. For those that keep talking about these little white lies. <laughs> For those that say the lies, I mean, it's something so small it don't matter. No, sin is sin. We're living in the last days and somebody's lying to you. And God sent me to wake you up because you're still asleep, physically and spiritually. He said, all liars. Let's see where they're going. Shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone. All these people now that he just named. He said, all of them going to the lake of fire. I want you to know this. I don't want this to happen to you. And it catches you by surprise. See, somebody's going to be confused and say, Lord, <laughs> But we did all these wonderful things in your name. I got to get out of here. But I truly enjoy the word of God. I want you to get right in these last days. Don't let anyone fool you. These things matter. You know, somebody told me today, they said, oh, yeah, eating sugar. You know, I, I tell someone, so they need to stop eating all that sugar. They say it's bad for you. They're going to wish that they had stopped. And you know, what's on my mind? I say, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, sugar is bad, yeah. So you know what's worse, though? Sin. Yeah, I, I say, you know, I try to tell people the same thing. You better stop all of that sin. Because in the end, you'll wish you stopped. It's bad for you. It's worse than sugar, I can tell you that. And it's more addicting than sugar. It's way more addicting then sugar, you better stop sin. That's what God talked about. He didn't, he didn't write the scripture and focus on sugar. <laughs> no, God wrote these scriptures and focused on sin. But we're concerned with everything else. So yeah, cut the sugar out. Cut your sugar consumption down. That's good. But now, you better cut your sin out. That's what's better. So I thank God for you guys. Let's be saved in these last days. Let's get baptized in the name of Jesus. Let's change and repent. Let's receive the Holy Ghost. There's only one way to receive it. People say, well, there's many different ways. No, it's only one way in the scripture. Who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the scripture or what you want to believe? So at this time, I'll turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. God bless you guys, and I thank you guys, <coughs> as always. Um, David says, I'm rich, not according to this world, but I'm a child of the King of kings and Lord of lords. My daddy owns it all, and I have access to all that is his. Stephen says, there is, all, there is always something to be thankful for. He also says, the chief things for, the life, for life is water, bread, clothing, and an hour to cover our shame. 
And Jocelyn says, cut the sugar down, but cut the sin out. That'll preach. <laughs> Thank you guys for um, all of the comments. And um, just to piggyback of one of the last things Tony said, um, he mentioned some scriptures in the book of Matthew uh, where it says, I've done all of these things in, in your name. We have to know what exactly it is that God wants us to do and what he cares about and what he doesn't. Because people will say that I've did I've done this for you. I've built these buildings in your name. And we can live our whole life thinking that we're doing something for God. And then we'll get to that day of judgment. And he says, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I know you not. And that'll be such a, a sad, terrible day to think that you've been living a God-led life this whole time. So how can we know? We look in the scriptures, see what the people did there. It's the same thing that we have to do today because God does not change. The word does not change. We as humans change it. I saw a post on Facebook a while ago, and it said that God is not going to rewrite the Bible for your generation. But that's what we try to do. We come up with new ways to be saved. We say that God is okay with these things when he's not. And that's exactly what, um, what it says the last days are. In another place, it said people will call good evil and evil good. It's a lot of topics that say, man, it's 2021. It's 2022. What in the world does the year have to do with our salvation? You know, so we have to be, we have to be prepared. Um, I said at the beginning of every, of every live stream, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. So many people went to bed last night and that was their last breath. I've been hearing about so many deaths and we're not thinking like, man, I could be gone at any moment. I remember um, watching a video about um, this guy who really wants to play basketball and he's pretty good. Um, but his dad, he played basketball and then I think he was shooting a free throw and he just dropped dead. And they did all these tests on his body. Nothing explained why this man died. No aut autopsy, nothing. And that could literally happen to us at any moment. It's high time that we'll wake out of, out of our sleep because these are the last days. We have to make sure we do what the people in Acts did. Get baptized in Jesus' name. If you've been baptized and not sure, do it again. Read Acts chapter 19. Also, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Read Acts chapter 8, chapter 10, because you can't have one without the other. You need both of them. As many... People, many people will say that you don't, that you don't have to be baptized. They say you can do it if you want to. It's an outward show, but it's necessary. It's a requirement no matter what anybody tells you. So I think that is all. Um, I think that is all of our comments. Um, Jeremy says God is the same today and forevermore. Definitely true. So the same way that people got saved in the Bible that's the same way that we will be saved today. So just remember that. Again, we aren't living in the last days. I know we've had a lot of messages recently talking about this topic, but it's at hand. It could happen at any time. So again, thank you guys for all of the comments. I don't see anymore. So apologies if, if we missed them. Um, I call myself. I've gone through all of them just to be sure. So thank you, um, Chris, Kiara, Chelsea, Jeremy, Casey, Sister Rosie, Stephen, and Jocelyn for the comments. Uh, we love the interaction. We love the questions. 
So thank you guys again for tuning in. And my, as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good topic each and every week. And I forgot to put it on the screen, but um, we do have a new website, jmsbible.com, with all of our messages in one place, all of the scriptures there. It's all there. Please check it out. Again, that is jmsbible.com. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So rejoice in the Lord always, because no matter what our earthly situation looks like, um, I believe it was Stephen. He said, there's always a reason to be thankful. There is always somebody else that has it worse than you. And it's hard. I get it because I can be in these situations myself. It's hard to think about those about that in the moment. We had a topic a while ago says, Lord, help me in the moment. So help me, everyone in the moment, get through these situations. So have a happy, safe, blessed and set. Sorry, have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. Get a little excited when talking about the word of the God. <laughs> Get a little excited when talking about the word of God. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening if the Lord blesses and says the same with another topic coming straight from the word of God. You, got, you guys be blessed and we'll see you then. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.